is your host, and this is another compilation-styled episode where I'm bringing four episodes back into the light of this podcast that I recorded about a year ago, and the first two are very much eating-based. The first episode is episode 431, where I tackle the topic of calories. I think calories in itself people obsess about it and this episode I just kind of make it a little bit easier to comprehend Uh, and the next one which is a very very important episode for me personally is I dive into binge eating because way back when I actually had a binge eating disorder and it took me a long time to get past it And I still have some binge eating tendencies here and there where it pops up out of nowhere and I have to just, you know, check myself a little bit. And I wanted to bring this back up because a lot of people uh, suffer through binge eating episodes and I wanted to shed some light on it. And then the last two are a little bit more bigger picture, but still fall in the lines of nutrition and weight loss. And we travel back to episode 429 about our environment, how, you know, if we change our environment for us to thrive, things become very easy, especially when it comes to fitness and health. And then episode 427, um, I bring a really deep topic about how you're actually enough. Too many times people go down this rabbit hole of, you know, it's a new year, new me, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I have to limit this, I have to limit that, I'm not going to, you know, cheat on my diet, I'm not going to do this, whatever. At the end of the day, you're enough. At the end of the day, everything about you is enough. You don't need more. You are enough. So without further ado, here is episode 431, 433, 429 and 427. Here we go. What is up, my podcast listeners? This is your host, Rafael Matuszewski. I am psyched to chat with you today. And it was so funny. I actually was just doing my intro earlier. And then I like drove by a construction like stop. And it was super awkward. The guy didn't know I was there. And it was just like dead like air of me not chatting, which is very rare. And I'm like, you know what? This this is not a good way to start the the podcast. So I just restarted. But anyway, I'm psyched today to t- chat with you guys because number one, I woke up today with a migraine because you know, anytime it's Wednesday, I get a migraine when the weather changes, and now the weather changed to it being sunny, and now it's starting to go away. So obviously I need to be in a climate where it's sunny all the damn time. But anyway, um, what we're going to talk about is a question I get all the freaking time. And it actually happened today, earlier with one of my clients. And they were asking me, how many calories should I eat? And it's a question that's been like asked so many times throughout my career and I like try to spill as much knowledge as possible to you know my clients online, like all the people that I meet, and people are still 
as confused as they were like 10 years ago. They still don't know. And the tough thing in the like nutrition industry is that there's so many different varying um, opinions and methods and ways to do things. And then, you know, you'll find someone who has, you know, 200,000 followers on Instagram and all they talk about is being vegan and you have to eat this much or whatever it is. And then people just assume that's the right way. But to be honest, there is no right way to eat or how much to eat or how little to eat. And the first thing you need to understand is that our bodies are really fucking complex, like really complex. So if someone on Instagram or TikTok or whatever you're using to consume content like says like this is the only way or you know this is the real way to lose like don't go tell them to fuck themselves because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about and I'll say it right now maybe what I'm saying is not the right way maybe and this is the thing too is like you know someone will tell me oh my friend did keto and I feel like I always pick on keto so let's say paleo and they lost a lot of weight, they look great, they do this, blah, blah. I'm like, that's awesome. And you want to do it? And they're like, yeah, I want to do it. And I'll explain, like, yep, here's pros, cons of, of it. But, you know, there's a high chance that you might not be able to follow through because up until this point that we're talking, you've had struggles with nutrition for years. So why do you think you switching over to paleo to whatever you're doing right now is going to be the fix, right? I think that's what a lot of people fall into is like, oh, the reason why I'm not losing weight is because the thing I'm doing right now that's called this diet is not the way my body is designed. So I'm going to try other things. And people constantly try other things and they get the same result where they don't achieve you know the result that they're looking for and they're like oh well maybe it's like i've been eating too many calories and then they deprive themselves so much and your body goes into starvation mode and starts eating away at your muscle mass and then you get these giant cravings and you just want to eat like crazy like it's a clusterfuck so here's here's my opinion about this whole like calories thing right now i'm not counting calories at all I eat um, a lot of protein, sufficient amount, a sufficient amount, I don't know what I just said there, um, and a lot of vegetables, and some good carbs, you know, like brown rice. I had, like literally this is what I had yesterday for um, dinner. I cooked like literally three full chickens, like roasted them. I had like a chicken breast and potatoes and soup that I made that's literally all broccoli and mushrooms and coconut milk that's it those three things like it's not complicated and it tasted pretty good you know I threw on some uh, hot sauce on the chicken I cooked my potato like this is how I did I boiled my potatoes threw them like into a different pan with some butter and some parsley done right like I'm not super, super strict on what I'm eating. I'm not weighing my food because I don't need to. I don't need to be on a cover of a magazine like shredded. 
know what I mean? And I think that's another like equation to this whole calorie counting thing is that people assume that in order to be successful, you need to look a certain way, which is the people you see on magazines or like those Instagram fitness people that always have you know photos of their shirt off. And I don't think that's what success is because for the average person, um, trying to get their health in order they're trying to undo probably like on average 20 years worth of poor eating habits and like zero to like no um, exercise like it's going to take a while to lose that weight and feel better and move better so you assuming that in order for you to feel successful is to have like a beach body ready, like a beach body um, that you see on magazines or what people put on social media. Like that's not realistic at all. Like I think all of us listening right now who are, you know, having a tough time losing weight would be like, yeah, if I could lose 10 pounds, that would be amazing. Not like, oh, I'm going to try to get so lean and shredded that uh, sorry I had to stop because like a truck was going by me and I was like this dude's gonna hit my car like wow I'm pretty sure he was like at least like a centimeter away from me or from my American friends an inch um, where was I going with that anyway success is not what you actually think it is right and we also fall into the trap of like say you do lose that 10 pounds what do you want next oh i want to drop another 10 pounds what happens after that oh i can drop another like five to ten right and this keeps going like we're never happy with what we get right so we need to also like celebrate the small milestones and like make a big deal about it because it's huge like when you lose 10 pounds like holy fuck you did it like you fucking did it but this whole calorie thing um the only time i count calories is like say i switch up my diet which i have not done in a very fucking long time because i don't feel the need to but anyway say if i wanted to drop weight i will okay let's count my calories see where i'm at okay i'm eating i don't know fucking three thousand calories a day cool to drop some weight i'm gonna take away 200 do that for two weeks weigh myself does that work okay i'm doing good i'm going to continue do another two weeks of that oh i stopped losing weight okay let's go down another 200 like you have to adjust constantly right now here's the other issue with um calories is you know when you look at a calorie it's like a unit of energy like it's a measure of a unit of um energy and how they calculate Uh, calories on say like a box of fucking cereal that you buy from the store they literally will take the food into this like machine where they like burn it and based off the like amount of energy it produces to go on fire or whatever combustion thing it does it spits out like numbers of what it is so then you know when you look at a box it's like it's 100 calories per 25 grams of whatever food it is it's a 
estimation of what that unit of energy is. And I remember reading a great article through Precision Nutrition where they looked into what, like how accurate are those calorie um, recommendations on the back of any like pantry-like food that would show you what the calories are. And it can be anywhere from like 10 to 30% off of what actual calories are in that food. I'm like 10 to 30%, that's fucking huge. So it doesn't even matter how much I try to um, count calories from the nutritional facts in my fitness pals app or what I find online, it's gonna have a discrepancy of probably 10 to 30%. So regardless, my calories are gonna be off. And then the whole equation of like, okay, so how many calories should I be eating per day? Well, there's a lot of factors. Your age, your height, your weight, your gender, um, like how active you are, how much sleep you get. Like there's so many external factors that play into how many calories I need to have. So you get into this like rabbit hole of a like non-tangible number. But for some reason, like people have these numbers in their head like, oh, if I need to lose weight, it's 1,200 calories. It's like, where did you get 1,200 calories from? How did you get there? They're like, well, you know, my friend did this, this diet where they just ate 1,200 calories and they lost a bunch of weight. It's like, well, yeah, because they're probably, like, depriving themselves of food, right? And honestly, personally, I feel that if you're not competing for a certain sport or you know, something that requires you to drop a lot of weight, you don't really need to count calories if you just eat like a human being. Like you make sure that you eat a lot of protein, a lot of vegetables, you know, minimal carbs, and you know, try not to eat like an asshole every single day of the week. Like have foods that you think are bad once in a while and just move a little bit more. Like it's going to happen. Right. And, you know, I'll have this conversation with people. They're like, yeah, you know what? You make sense. Like that makes sense. You know, I've been just spinning my wheels. I just need to be patient. I need to take your advice. And they turn around and they go like, oh, I'm on this like strict diet that I found online. You know, I've lost three pounds already this week. It's working. I found it. And what happens is they get to a point where they're like, I fucking hate doing this. I don't think I can do this for another two weeks. Right? Because you just ask yourself, I say this all the time on my show, like you find a diet that you've never tried before, ask yourself, can you do that for the rest of your life? The answer is no. Right? And I've learned this the hard way for myself. Like, I don't remember the last time I weighed myself. I don't remember the last time I took like before and after photos of myself. I don't remember the last time I counted calories. Like, I think the last time I did that was like probably four years ago. And honestly, I'm happier with myself and my body right now. And for those who know my story, like I used to weigh over 200 pounds. I used to be like really, really fucking big. And even though I lost all my weight and, you know, I'm athletic, I'm strong, I move well, I still feel like I am 200 pounds. I've had that issue for the longest time, but, you know, changing my mindset of how I am with my eating 
has helped tremendously. And I think that's what you need to ask yourself is like, okay, I want to lose weight. I want to count calories. I want to get to the certain like target or figure or goal in mind. But like ask yourself like what, what's really the goal? Because everyone's going to say, yeah, the goal is to lose 10 pounds. I want to move and feel better. I want to do this. Like, okay, but like really what do you really want? And I think a lot of people don't go down this rabbit hole and going deep enough to like really tell themselves that the true answer to that is to finally be okay with yourself. Be happy with how you look, how you feel in your body, how you look in the mirror when you put on you know, a certain piece of clothing that you might not have worn 20 years ago, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's what people are achieving, but for some reason our fitness industry and nutrition industry, the beauty industry puts these markers on self-worth that you have to like hit certain targets of numbers in order to, you know, be worth who you are. Like right now you are worth it. All right? Fuck. Yes, you guys are fucking worth it. I love you all. <sighs> that was a good rant. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there because I could keep going on this topic forever and I want to keep these short to 15 minutes or less and I think I just passed the 15 minute mark but you guys are worth it don't shortchange yourself in thinking that being a certain weight being a person that follows a certain amount of calories per day is going to give you true happiness like being healthy means being happy I used to say this all the time if you're currently not happy with what you're trying to do to improve your health, then it's not working. So that's my challenge for you. Think outside the box. Figure out what things you can do to actually make you feel like you're worth it. And a lot of times it's taking away from those metrics of weighing yourself, counting all the food that you eat, and almost like letting go to be able to finally accept who you are and all that weight stuff all those aesthetic goals will come when you do this small little thing but um, that's it for me you guys hit the show notes add me on Facebook add me on face um, I said Facebook twice add me on Instagram um, I believe I started adding my LinkedIn profile add me on LinkedIn because I post a lot of photos and videos of what I do best and give me a five-star review share this podcast that's it from you guys thank you I love you all what is up my podcast listeners this is your host Rafael Matuszewski and it is Wednesday my dudes Shout out to everyone who knows that reference. Um, we are going to get right into it because I ramble way too much in the beginning of my podcasts and never get into the topic and things go sideways. But anyway, what we're going to talk about is my experience with binge eating because today... I posted um, kind of like a throwback post to a little infographic on how to 
stop the vicious cycle of binge eating. And I put that together last year. And I remember when I was putting it together, I had this sense of like, I wouldn't say accomplishment, but it was kind of a, like a sigh of relief because I personally have dealt with binge eating um, tendencies for a while. And today is one of those days where I got to see that post and I just remembered like, holy fuck, like I went through the ringer with it. And like, there's a difference between binge eating, like clinically diagnosed binge eating to binge-like behavior. And I think that's what people need to understand the difference between the two. Like, you, like, oh, yeah, I ate so much of, like, I had, like, six slices of pizza. Oh, I can't believe I binge ate last night. Like, that's not really binge eating. And I will give you an example of how I used to binge eat. I would... Say, let's go with the pizza example, because I've done this. An entire large box of pizza, six beers, and an entire fucking cheesecake. And when I got to the point of eating, like, the cheesecake, like, halfway through, I was like, oh, my God, I can't fit anymore. And I just fucking forced it. Like, it, like to a point where I'm sick, and, yeah, I threw up a couple times. And then even in my lowest low, I would still fucking eat after that. Now, that's binge eating for you. And, again, I've never been diagnosed, but with my research that I've done over the years and then chatting with different um, professionals, um, dietitians, nutritionists, and psychologists, they would be like, yeah, yeah, it's, you're, you, you can be diagnosed with pinch eating. And it just doesn't happen just once. It would happen every fucking weekend for me because I grew up in the fitness industry where you eat as clean as possible um, every day of the week. And, you know, Friday or Saturday night, that one meal is your cheat meal and you can eat whatever you want. And I was like, eat whatever I want. And I fucking pushed that to the limit. And that started a whole psychological behavior that I did not know that I was going to have. Like... I remember literally like being at a position where someone wanted to go out for lunch at a certain restaurant and I'm like, oh, I can't eat there because it's not within my macros, it's not clean. And the person was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I haven't seen you in X amount of years. Like, it's my only night here. Like, why, why? And we actually had, like, an argument about it. And I got to a point, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, why can't I just go out for lunch with a friend of mine? Like, this is, like, ridiculous. Like, it almost became my own, like, you know, straitjacket. Like, I couldn't get out of it because I was getting chokehold by this weird behavior. Like, that's binge eating. A lot of the people that have binge-like behaviors are like, you know, they eat dinner and they put around the house and they're like, oh, I kind of want a snack. And they like find a bag of chips and they end up like eating the whole bag of chips and then they're like, oh my God, I can't believe, 
Like, and I'm not trying to discredit that, but a lot of people need to know the proper vocabulary when it comes to using the word binge eating because there's like straight up disorders. Like, I'm thankful that I didn't have it any worse, but it did control my life to a point where I couldn't enjoy life. And it took me a long time to get to a point where I am right now, where I just don't give a fuck about, you know, shoving my face with as much food as possible. And I don't give a fuck about if I eat a donut, like right now after this podcast, I decide to go to a store and buy a fucking donut and eat like three of them. I'm not going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe I did this to my body. I need to like go work out extra hard tomorrow. I don't give a fuck about it at all. Like having this full autonomy over my life has made me stronger, both mentally and physically, leaner than I ever was before. I have a better relationship with food. I have a better relationship with the people around me that are important. And life goes on. Right? People fall into the minutiae of what they're putting in their mouth. They're worried about their calories. They're worried about how many grams of sugar they're taking in. And then when they do fall off that strict behavior, they feel like they've failed the world and they feel down on themselves. They go into some other, you know, harmful behaviors and it just continues. It continues. So I'm not going to say that, oh, what I did to stop binge eating is going to help you because everyone's different. And, you know, it took at least about a year of that, or maybe even two years to be exact, of me falling into that strict pattern of dieting, of clean eating all the time and then binging to a point where I'm throwing up and then eating after again. Um to going to a point where I just eat like a human being. If I decide to go out for lunch on a Wednesday with a friend, I don't care what I order, and I just go on with my week. I don't even have a second thought. It doesn't just happen like that. Um, The first step for me was like getting to that point where I'm like, I realize that my lifestyle of how I eat is literally crippling me from enjoying life. And I was like, fuck. And it wasn't like the next day I was like, okay, I need to stop this. I honestly would have those tendencies even after I got to that realization point. Um, Say that next year, like maybe once or twice I actually stopped myself from binging. And that's not a very good ratio, you know? And my first step, if I had to do it all over again, I would just fucking seek help. I would go to a counselor, a psychologist, whatever it is, and just work that shit out. Like, I recently, and it's always been on my list, this year is the first year that I went to go um, seek a counselor out. And honestly, it's been life-changing. Life-changing. You need to take care of your mental health because it influences everything that you do on a daily basis. And, you know, we need to have those bigger conversations about mental health, but a lot of people just feel, you know, awkward about it, shy about it, almost like 
you know, you're not going to be good enough as a human being if you admit that you're seeing someone or the fact that you need to go talk to someone, but you're like, oh, no, I can't do it because of X, Y, and Z. So that's step one. I would literally go seek out a professional to help you with this because it's going to be very, very, very difficult to tackle this on your own, especially if your environment already is a negative one with the people that you hang out with the most and, you know, maybe your food at home and how everything's set up is not the best way to help you stop binge eating. But you need to actually sit down and have a conversation with yourself. Because in today's day and age, like, we don't have the time to literally be alone with our own thoughts. And that's another big thing that's helped my mental health, like, tenfold um, this year and a half, this past year and a half, is, like, literally taking my dog out every day for like a three kilometer walk without my phone and literally all I have to stimulate my brain is my own thoughts and I kid you not like the amount of benefit that I've been getting from that mentally and just like thinking clearly and how it's affected like my business positively has been huge huge and I'm not saying that you're going to fix everything in your life by just going outside to walk but it's a chance for you to check in with yourself because the moment we wake up we're on we're like all right get kids ready for school make them food i gotta like put something in my mouth before i die because i know i'm not going to eat until later and i gotta like drive over here i need to get into my desk i need to do this i need to have six fucking zoom meetings back to back and now holy shit it's already like 6 p.m i need to get food into my kids mouths again and holy shit, it's 10 p.m. I need to go to sleep and now go do this whole thing all, all over again. Like, we live really fucking crazy-ass lives. And most of us can't even settle down for just a minute to just breathe and work through whatever's going on to our heads. You know what I mean? So the fact that I'm taking the time to go walk my dog for three kilometers where it works out to be like, I don't know, 40 minutes or so outside. Like that has been huge for me, huge. It's made me think so clearly and has helped me so, so much. Um, That being said, with binge eating, you need to have a conversation with yourself first to work out what's going on inside your head. Ask yourself, why am I doing this? And I wish I did this for myself. Like, why am I doing this? And when you actually ask yourself and try to answer yourself, it becomes really silly for the most part. And then keep asking yourself why because you're going to start getting all these, like, surface-based answers. And then you're going to get into the deep-rooted cause of why you're doing it. And it's most likely, and again, this is just based on opinion and experience with other people who've dealt with this and it's because you've been restricted in some way and food and nutrition in general is just restrictive by nature and we need to step away from that and we have this like preconceived thing that this food is bad I can't eat that food because it's bad well who the fuck told you that it's bad 
A donut is not bad. It's food. Pizza is not bad. It's food. It's how you utilize that food with yourself. If you're eating a fucking box a day, yeah, that food is bad. But there's no food that's bad. You can say that about carrots. Carrots are bad. Well, no, they're not. But if you ate a whole bag of them, yeah, it's probably not the best thing for you to do. Right? So we, we need to step away from this restricted behavior. And, like, our nutrition industry is terrible for it. And that's why people constantly think that, oh, there's some sort of secret out there. Like, there's some other diet or some other thing that's going to fix my shitty-ass psychological behavior around food. No, fuck, no, 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 no. Like, you need to look within yourself first and ask yourself why and seek out help. Like, I wish, if I could go back in time, I would have I would have dealt with my binge eating, like, way before. And I can, like, confidently say that I probably stopped binge eating probably three years ago. And I dealt with it for, like, seven years. That's a long fucking time to deal with binge eating and not doing anything about it. So if there's anything from this podcast that I want you to take away is don't fucking wait to change your life when it comes to this stuff because it's going to prevent you from not enjoying it to its fullest because that behavior is going to spill over to other things in your life and we don't want that. So I'm going to stop there because I'm rambling like crazy and I can talk about this forever and I don't want to talk your ear off. But if you're dealing with any kind of binge eating, like I said, step one, go reach out to someone. I'm more than happy to have you guys reach out to me. I want to help. DM me on Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is. I'm here to help. Um, Hit the show notes, add me on Facebook, add me on Instagram. Let me know if you have any questions and share this podcast with your friends and family. And that's it from you guys. I fucking love you all. Thank you for the support. Every single one of you are amazing. And I could not do what I do without you all. So that's it for me. Until next time, you guys. What's up, my podcast listeners? This is your lovely, a lovely host for Found Machuszewski. Bringing back another episode of Cut the Shit Get Fit. And I am pumped today because I had a migraine earlier and I have this secret hookup for one of the best migraine medications out there. And literally, I kid you not, I've timed it. Within 22 minutes, it's gone completely. So usually, I only take this medication because it destroys my insides uh, once a month, only... um, on the days where it's like really bad and holy shit it's like night and day so I have the energy to freaking exude through this podcast excuse me um whereas any other time I would like second guess like maybe I won't do a podcast (laughs) so I'm excited to bring the energy um in this episode but We're going to talk about something serious, big picture stuff to ensure your success in 2021 um, when it comes to weight loss. And it's something that 
you know, most people don't talk about, I've, or consider, and, you know, I brought this up to my, in my show a bunch of times, but I think at this point, like, people really, really, really need it, and I think the reason why is because of COVID, it has literally, like, flipped the world upside down, and I just think people need to hear it again, and I We'll bring it up probably in six months from now again. But you need to audit your inner circle. Why? The people you hang out with the most will be the sum of you. Like the, And I've brought this up maybe a few episodes ago. But we all know that our environment influences our success. So if I go into an environment that's super depressing, and this is one of the reasons why... ER doctors have the highest like suicide rate in the United States because they get burnt out and they're dealing with very serious shit on a daily basis and they just have to take on that shit day in day out, night shifts morning shifts, back to back over time and then you wonder why they're miserable and their health is fucking terrible so if you took yourself and placed yourself in a high-stress environment, everyone around you was negative, you're probably not going to thrive in every aspect in your life, right? So now if you think about um, your fitness goals, say that you get all this motivation out of nowhere where you're like, yeah, I'm going to get fit. I'm going to start working out every single day. I'm going to cook every single weekend, meal prep. And then you start going to like say your work and the people there are literally like, you could feel it physically. They're dragging you down hard. And you're just like, fuck, like I just don't have the energy, the mental capacity that when I get out of this building to go home and work out, right? I'm not telling you to quit your job, but I'm telling you that if there's like a person, two people, a whole fucking group, whatever it is at work, at whatever, like your friends, whatever it is, you need to have a serious conversation with yourself and see if it's actually worth sticking around for. And honestly, I probably posted this image of someone holding on to a rope and they were holding on to it so hard that it started like um, digging into the person's hand and wrist and the saying was like you know letting go is sometimes harder than actually easier than um, letting go and that analogy goes so deep into everything we do you know how many times have you been in a toxic relationship with your significant other and it took years maybe even a decade to realize holy shit, I've had enough. Like literally having people in your life where you'll tell other people how miserable miserable you are staying with your spouse, your life partner, whatever it is, and everyone around you is like, well, fucking break up. Well, fucking get them out of your life. You're not responsible for their happiness if they're constantly making you feel like shit. But you stay. You don't get out of it. It's not as easy as like just you know, just get out of there, right? Like, it, it takes time to make those big decisions. But those people who finally break free, 
of say a toxic relationship, they out of nowhere realize how much the growth, personal growth they get, you know, professional growth. They might even have this whole new outlook on life just because they cut off something negative in their life. And again, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. It takes a lot of thought, a lot of planning, but you are going to be better off without that negativity in your life. And it's very, like, it's easier said than done. I totally get it. I've been in those situations where you just hold on because you don't know, right? Again, us as human beings, we like the same thing. We like routine. We like it being easy. Because making a huge life decision like breaking up with your partner after 10 years is a huge fucking decision. But in those 10 years, they were fucking shit. And you just got to a point where you're like, you know what? I need to break the tie. Like if you're at a point in your life where you go home, you fucking hate it there. You go to bed and you're like, I don't think I can do this anymore. But then the next morning you're like, you know what? I'm going to give it another chance. And you just over and over again and like really evaluate, you know, your happiness levels like do you come home like energized to be there or you're just like oh fuck like not this again again you can change your environment you know sometimes that spouse just needs to be like needs to be heard you work your shit out but you need to stress every single option first like really give an effort and don't be oh woe is me like everything in my life is terrible if things got better i would be happier like that's just complaining Have you actively done anything to actually fix that? Probably not. But if you decided to, um, you know, look at other options, talk to the people that are, you know, giving you those negative vibes, and you tried your best, and things still didn't change, then yeah, you can be like, fuck this, peace out, I'm done with this. Because that old saying is so cliche misery loves company right it's true you have one person in a company that is that negative person it's gonna latch on like a cancer onto so many other people because it's really like think about any workplace what is the thing that you like everyone does they just bitch and complain about how it's not good there right like if you really think about it like everyone has done this But no one talks about, like, yeah, this problem, like, how can we fix it, right? And, you know, the best managers in the world working at companies have no idea that that shit is happening because it's only, you know, clear to the day-to-day employees, right? But they rather bitch and complain in a circle (laughs) but never bring it up to management because maybe they feel... You know, oh, they're not ever going to listen. Oh, nothing's going to change. But, you know, nothing will change if you don't do anything, right? So those kind of people with that mindset where they rather just bitch and complain and never bring up the issue to someone who could change it or to someone else that's not part of that group and that might have a different perspective, you know, that's where change happens. And just like for yourself, if you're in a workplace or a relationship that hasn't been working out, you know, to be beneficial to you, it doesn't give you the support you need, and you've stressed out every single option, you've talked to your superiors, 
and you brought up to your partner that you can't deal with this shit. <coughs> oh man, I sneezed. We were just talking about this the other podcast. Sorry, guys. Um, and you like, yeah, you stressed out all your options. You brought it up to your superiors. You brought this up to your partner and nothing has changed. You got to make some serious decisions because the moment you do that, you ha- end up with this like freedom, this like this desire, this passion, this like world is your fucking oyster. And like there's no limits, no fucking limit to it. So that being said, take a moment, write down all the negative people in your life, all the negative places you go to, all the negative things you can think about that influences your day to day. See if there's any of those people or things or situations where you could possibly change it for the better. You know, there's this wonderful book I read called 360 Degree um, Leadership. And it's an entire book of how to lead up. Meaning if you're working in a company where you're not top dog, where you can't do any change physically, this entire book talks about how you can initiate change, better your workplace, better your life by leading up. And maybe that's what we need to do right now, especially now with COVID, is learn how to lead up. Because not everyone is meant to be that top dog leader that pushes the company, pushes the group to new lengths and like takes them to the promised land, like every entrepreneur says. Maybe there's some people that, you know, are really good hard workers and they just have like entrepreneurial tendencies, which is great. And those tendencies is where you can be a leader. Right? Be the leader of your own life. Right? Being in the fitness and health industry, you're constantly giving yourself to other people. And you always tend to forget yourself. I do this all the fucking time. You know, like sometimes I think to myself, okay, when was the last time I did something for myself? And sometimes it's like, wow, it's been a fucking two years or whatever it is. You know? So be a leader in your own life. Make yourself a priority. Find what's dragging you down and see if you can make that hard decision to give it up. I'm going to leave it there. I think i got to keep this short and sweet. I don't want to go over time. Um, But I think I gave you guys a lot to think about. And honestly, it took me a long time to finally do this audit thing. And I did a huge one in my life probably, I'm going to say six years ago. And I will tell you right fucking now, I've never been happier in my fucking life cutting the cord with some people in my life. Like, night and fucking day. To the point where my wife is like, holy shit, there's a huge difference in you. And our relationship got better. Like, it's crazy what will happen when you cut negativity out of your life. It takes time. But the more you do it, the better you get at it, and the happier you'll be, and other things in your life will get influenced, and things will get better. So that's it for me, you guys. Thank you for listening to me ramble. You guys are amazing. Um, Hit the show notes, add me on Facebook, add me on Instagram. I'm going to start adding my LinkedIn, because LinkedIn is a thing, and people 
are on there and people like my shit. So um, hit the show notes that have me on LinkedIn. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, you guys. I post a lot of videos. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We're already at like 320. Like, it's crazy. Almost like every week I'm getting like 10 to 20 new people subscribing. So thank you for listening. Um, Give me a five-star review for my podcast. Share this podcast with your friends and family. If you have any questions, feel free to hit me up. That's it for me. Thank you guys. Until next time. What is going on, my podcast listeners and my YouTube viewers, subscribers, watchers? And shout out again to everyone who subscribed to my channel. Because we, and I always say we because we did it together and it's not just me. We surpassed the 300 threshold of people following my stuff on YouTube. I'm like super, super pumped. And for those who... Um, have not subscribed, hit the show notes, um, check out the link where I say check out my latest vlog and hit the subscribe button because I post a lot and I've been posting a lot of exercise tutorials that will be super helpful for anyone. Um, So before I get into the topic, I feel like I always need to thank everyone for always supporting me because You know, I would not be doing what I'm doing if it wasn't for you guys. So thank you. Thank you so much for your support. Um, You know, I've been kind of getting onto the topic, like bigger picture stuff about weight loss. And I think what a lot of people miss or tend to believe is that the moment you like decide that, hey, I'm going to lose a couple pounds, start exercising, you have this notion in your head that something's wrong with your body and I think what we all need to kind of get over is there's nothing wrong with your body how it is right now in this moment there's nothing wrong with it but for some odd reason when even if you're not in that mindset of like oh I need to start exercising um, you just think you're not good enough you know it's not only just your body you're literally thinking I'm not good enough as a person And for some reason, our weight is, you know, a value to who we are as human beings. But that is far from the truth. I like that's so fucking weird to like think about that, you know, how your body looks has some sort of numeric value on it. You know, like it's kind of like when people get obsessed with making money and when they make a lot of money, they think they're better than other people. You know, and we even have the stigma in the fitness industry, and some trainers are, you know, guilty of it. And it's probably happened to me, but I just feel like because I used to be overweight and I've been in those situations, I don't think I have these thoughts um, that much right now. Not not at all. But maybe when I first started in the industry. But you know, say you're in a gym setting as a trainer. And you see so many people, say you're at a commercial gym, you see so many people coming into the gym to exercise. And right away, when you see someone overweight, you're like super judgmental of them. And like, think about you in a public um, place. Like, if you people watch, and I sometimes do this because it's really interesting seeing people's behavior, is like, go sit on a bench at the mall or whatever place with a lot of people 
and you know watch other people watching people that is like some crazy shit because you will see someone walks by someone else sitting you know to the bench that's adjacent to you and you will see their eyes basically look up and down scanning the individual and judging them like sizing them up and you can even like some people don't even hide it and if they don't approve of an individual they'll even like roll their eyes or even like scoff a little bit and i'm like where the fuck did this happen where did this come from you know and i think our media people with large audiences have especially in the fitness industry has always said like if you are overweight there's something wrong with you there's something going on you're not good enough and that is like far beyond the truth you know i think their message of like hey having extra weight poses some health risks but here's some stuff you can do whereas the message right now is like your body whatever it is right now fucking terrible you're not worth it you need to change and i need i think we need to change that narrative i think we need to change our mindset because that's not helping us long term that's not making us feel good and i think that's why a lot of people have a tough time starting their fitness um journeys because they have all these thoughts in their heads like i'm not good enough I'm too embarrassed to go to the gym. I'm too embarrassed to like work out at home because my family might judge me, my friends might judge me. You know, like it's so it's so backwards. So backwards. And sometimes it just takes a little bit. Just a little bit of not giving a fuck about other people. And that's another whole fucking topic too like it's all intertwined like the psychology of our need to be better there's nothing wrong to, uh, of like improving yourself but to a point where you think everything is wrong and i've seen this like even the fittest people don't think they're good enough like early in my career i used to train figure competitors and bodybuilders and i remember training this one woman who was like weeks before her show and you know I walk in to get her session started and I'm like hey how's it going how's the body feeling like what's what's going on and she started breaking down crying and I'm like whoa okay well like what happened like are you okay and she was literally crying because she wasn't lean enough and I'm like you're at such a low body fat percentage that you're not even menstruating and it's not enough And I think that's what people need to understand is like whatever your idea your like and I just uh wrote this post and scheduled it out but you know we are the worst people to predict how happy we are in our future when it comes to like oh if I achieve this I'll be happy or you know if I save an extra $100 every month I'm going to be happier. If I lose 40 pounds, I will be happier. Most likely you're not. At like a um psychological level, you have your basic needs that you have to have, like food, shelter and 
whatever else you can think of that is essential. Anything beyond that, you don't really need. And I think that's why a lot of people, when they fall into that trap of like, oh, I need to work hard to get things, and they start buying the things, but they're not truly happy about it. You know what I mean? So when we start predicting our future that if I lose 40 pounds, I'll be happier. If I do this thing, I will be happier. And then when we get there, it's like, oh, this is it? Okay, well, maybe if I do more and I get another five pounds off me, I'll be happier. But it's like, no, no. I literally had a woman crying in front of me in her early 20s that she wasn't lean enough like three weeks before a show and she's like ready to be on a cover of a like magazine. So when is it enough? When you freaking have your skin so thin that it looks like a dried up leaf? Like, Like when is it enough? And that's why all these figure competitors and bodybuilders they have these high expectations of to be perfect that when they don't get on stage and win or whatever it is and they finish their show they will go into binge behavior for with their food and then they put on like 20 to 40 pounds and like not because they're eating so much but because their body needs it and then they're like holy shit I'm fat I need to like get my shit together and I need to diet harder and I need to work out harder. But it's like, is that really what you're trying to do? Like, no matter where you are in your health, your fitness and health journey, there's nothing wrong with you at all. Either it's your first day where you're like, you know what, I need to put my health first or you are six years into training every single day in the gym to look better there's nothing wrong with you you look amazing you are amazing damn anyway we need to change our mindset we have to change our mindset and it's going to eat away at us and we're never going to be happy. I've seen it before where people get that motivation in the beginning where they're like, yeah, like I want to get my health in order, I'm lose some weight, I'm going to feel better, move better, whatever it is. And then they kind of hit that plateau where all that motivation has gone. And just like anyone else, we all have shit going on in our lives. We might miss a couple workouts. We might get sick. We might get stress and we had to do whatever and the weight's not coming off you're not seeing results and you're like fuck it's not worth it my body's still the same I'm not happy with it and it's over like it's so messed up and this is why I always tell people like health and like success and health is different for everyone a number on a scale doesn't mean shit there's no like value to it. There's no like if I hit this number, I will be happier. There's there, there it, it's nothing. Really if you really think about it, like using a scale is probably the like the only time where it's actually like important. If you're like a UFC fighter or just a fighter in general and you have to make weight. That's the only time where you really really need it. 
because you know you have to fight at I don't know 170 pounds and you have to be 170 pounds to be able to fight but it's fucking crazy it's crazy to think that if I my body turns into a number that you pulled out of the fucking air or your friend is that number and you're like fuck I want to look like them that makes no sense Instead, we need to change our thought process to, okay, why do I want to lose X, Y, and Z pounds? It's most likely because you want to put your health first. It's been too long because you've been neglecting it. Okay, what does that mean? Like, why are you neglecting it? And what would happen if you started moving your body and nourishing it with good food? You'd feel better. Okay, so you want to feel better. That's the end goal. Why do you want to feel better? Because you don't want to like have your knees hurt when you walk up and down stairs or be out of breath when you're chasing your kids around or you want to be there for your grandchildren because your daughter just had her first baby. Like Those are real tangible things. Do you really think that you trying to lose 10 pounds is the marker that's going to get you there? Probably not. You want to lose 10 pounds? Fucking dehydrate yourself and don't eat. You'll do it. Are you going to feel good? No. If you do it right, the weight stuff just comes naturally. Your body does not like losing weight. But if you're constantly creating a, you know, red alert environment in your body by doing random crash diets and like random bouts of hard intensity exercise your body's gonna be like fuck this i'm putting up all my walls to make sure i don't lose weight because something's wrong and i think you're dying we need to change our mindset fuck this was a good rant and i'm like running out of time but change your mindset think about this re-listen to this because this was all like really 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 good in my opinion (laughs) But um, that's it from you guys. Thank you for listening. Hit the show notes. Add me on Facebook and Instagram. Again, subscribe to my YouTube channel. I've been posting a lot of stuff, which is freaking awesome. Um, my book is coming out hopefully by the end of summer. You guys, thank you. Thank you so much. You guys are amazing. Until next time.